For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. One. to another installment of Fragments of Silicon Reviews. Um, up this week, uh, first we got a game called Trick Style, and coming up afterwards, uh, well, well, I'll announce that at the end. It's not a big surprise, it's just, you know, well, actually, uh, it's another game called Formulate, I think we, uh, I think it's how that's pronounced. I think um, it's just Forma 8, I'm not sure, though. I don't know. It could be Forma 8. It could be Formulate. Uh, you know, we'll discuss that more in that review, but um, we know how Trick Style is pronounced, thankfully. Um, anyway, yes. all right. So, Trick Style. Um, Going to be a bit of a history lesson here because this is a... I hesitate to use the word remastering or any. I don't think that any actual work work of that nature ha has been done on the game. Like, it's just a updated re-release of the mm -hmm. of the classic game kind of deal. Mm -hmm. so, not entirely. This was, this was PlayStation? Dreamcast. Um, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trick Style was a 1999 game released um, for the Dreamcast. Uh, it was a Dreamcast launch title. I think it fared about average. Like, there were actually a lot of Dreamcast uh, games at launch. Um, I think it was the, in fact, the largest uh, launch lineup to that point in time. And so you had games that fell under the um, surface, like say, anyone else remember Pen Pen Tri Isolon? No. I didn't think so. Like, um, yeah, I don't. Like, I think Trick Style got some notoriety, but you know it was it also wasn't like Soul Calibur. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it wasn't one of the games that everybody was talking about either. That no. demanded being ported to everything else eventually, or getting sequels right. on everything else. Yeah, in fact, um, uh, Trick Style only saw release on one other platform, the PC. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm presuming, uh, I'm presuming, and it came out about the same time as the Dreamcast version, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, um, anyway, presumably because it has a PC version, this is why it was chosen as the, um, depending on your, how you're counting, the first or second re-release from Throwback Entertainment. Um, 
The first one being um, Gladiator Sword of Vengeance, which we've previously reviewed. Mm. Like The thing of it is, th- um, Trickstyle actually came out first on the GOG platform. Like, um, In fact, I think that, that uh, particular release came out... Uh, came up in our first interview with them back last year. It's just when it comes to Steam releases, this one came second. I don't exactly know why that's the case. I don't think we asked in our more recent interview. But um, anyway, the point being, it's one of their first re-releases. And it's... It's one of the ones that they had a work that a that they had a PC version to work off. You know, mm. um, yeah. Here's a hint: um, if they have a PC version to work off of, it's much easier to get the game onto modern platforms than if there isn't. And they're not the only company beset by this. Yeah. Though so I will say props for letting us have the option to keep the 3D FX logo in there. Nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, like, and for those of you who don't know what 3D FX is, I don't know. Go watch a YouTube video on it. Yeah, I think we've talked about 3D FX on the show, haven't we? I don't think we have actually. I might throw that in the topic bin then. <laughs> I think we'll actually we'll do that this week because we got nothing else happening. All right, so another fun history lesson from me then. <laughs> yeah, but I can also I, I can certainly talk about 3D FX. Now, I mean, you know, the reason why the 3D FX logo is there is because they were very, you know, they were the manufacturer of um, uh, 3D uh, boards back then. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's not uncommon to see their logo in games of the time, a little before, a little after. You know, Similar of how a lot of games have NVIDIA logos. Right. You know, although um, I in fact I think in, was it was it Nvidia that bought 3D FX? Yes, they bought the remnants. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, at any rate, um, so the, the actual game trick style is kind of odd um, for a couple of reasons because. Not so much in what it is in a general sense, because it's a game based off of extreme sports. And once again, once again going back to that era, um, extreme sports games were all the rage, especially around the time of, uh, say, 1999 uh, to 2002, 2000, you know, so up to the early mid-2000s, I'd say, mm-hmm. because of a game called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You know, you've probably played one of those. Yeah, I was about to say, stop us if you've heard of that game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm trying to remember when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater actually came out. Uh, 98? That's what I was about to say. I'm like, possibly? But I, I think it might have been 1999, actually. Like, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 came out in 2000. Now, um, like, yeah, I think the first one came out in the, yeah, the first one came out in 1999. Hmm. I think that's actually reflected in the design of Trick Style. More on that in a bit. The other odd bit about Trick Style is 
it's a simulation of something that doesn't actually exist. Reason being, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a sci-fi hoverboard dealie that's it plays like you're trying to do skateboard stuff mostly or snowboard stuff, but it's technically a hoverboard and it does some things that you can't really do. Yeah, with an actual skateboard or yeah, it's a hoverboard simulation. And yeah, in spite of what um, we're calling hoverboards these days, actual hoverboards do not exist. Uh, you know, and they certainly didn't exist in 1999 either. You know, and, you know, kind of the hook for this one is, you know, because it's a hoverboard, you can do things, you know, a skateboard or a snowboard couldn't do. Like, you know, some like there are tracks where it goes zero G and, you know, it's more like F zero than anything more earthbound though you could also for some reason lie down on the board and temporarily drill through glass things or something yeah so. it's got some yeah it's got some luge in there for reasons that escape me as well like and luge is also used to grind or this game's version of grinding um i could not get that to work which is why i didn't actually play a whole bunch of this the other one will uh, we'll elaborate that more, but in terms of design, you can tell this is more a contemporary of Tony Hawk than a than a um, successor, an antecedent, um, because it's not a trick game, in spite of the name. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like you can do a, tricks if you want, but there's yeah. not a whole yeah. lot of a point. Yeah, it's like it's. It's a but, stunt racing game. Emphasis on the racing because I'm like th that's that's what the actual th that's what the actual um, point of the game is. You race in races, um, and you unlock more races. You do get yeah. points for doing tricks, but I don't know what they if they actually give you anything. They serve no purpose, really. Yeah. It's like if you want the closest actual contemporary to what trick style is, um, look to the game 1080 Degrees Snowboarding, um, which was released by Nintendo in 1998. I'm like, and it had similar setup. Like it had, it was a snowboarding game where it had tricks, but and a obligatory half pipe section. But the main point was racing. Although in that game, points served an actual purpose from what I'm remembering. And indeed, points served an actual purpose in the Tony Hawk games because you used points to unlock shit. There's none of that in trick style. Now, in fact, doing tricks is kind of pointless. Uh, one thing is that you... When you have a jump, if you do a spin, you can like basically double jump. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I imagine there are some tracks where rail grinding kind of lets you get through. Certain routes you that you get... can't go otherwise, but yeah, you can. They allow you to get over, get to certain paths, but yeah, besides that, speed lunge is probably the only useful thing, since it allows you to speed up. <laughs> so. Right. So, um, well, let me get to the main albatross around this particular re-release. Um, we had a hell of a time with controller support. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know what I don't know what happened with you guys. It worked fine for me, but I believe that you guys were having problems because I tried to change the resolution or something when it was loading, and as long as I was trying to do that, it wouldn't load. So um, you change the resolution outside the game. Um, that happens with the launcher. Like, mm-hmm. No, in the launcher, I changed the resolution, and then the game would freeze on loading. Yeah, I know. I didn't have a problem with that, but. I'm like, um, three of us had problems getting the controller to work. Like, I have an Xbox 360 controller. I read that they um, recently patched in Xbox 360 and Xbox One controller support. Um, I have a PS4 controller I was trying to use. I was using Logitech and only worked in the menus. (laughs) So, we used. I had a 360 controller and it worked fine for some reason. Point is, we had a bevy of uh, controllers, and most of it didn't work. I don't know, and it's not even a consistent problem either. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened there. Um, like, and it was really weird because it recognized that uh, there was an Xbox 360 controller there. It just wouldn't read any of the motions, like any of the controls, even like going to the control menu. Uh, like, uh, when I pressed a direction, it it wouldn't register mm-hmm. so i have no idea what caused that also if you're wondering why there isn't any footage on for those of you in the stream it's because this game defaults to full screen only and i can't capture that i'm assuming you're showing the trailer and all that yeah i have the like screenshots and stuff like that on the steam page going but not like the actual um gameplay Right. So, and let me tell you, trying to play this game with a keyboard, and it's keyboard only, um, not keyboard and mouse. So, um, it's like, you know, it's not really set up for that uh, methodology. Something about, I'd rather have tank controls. (laughs) Something like that, like... They would work. It worked okay with the keyboard for me. I'm just terrible at this kind of game. And again, well, getting the getting, or rather, with the uh, controller, and, and rather getting the controller to work, uh, is apparently a challenge. Yeah. Well, I was having a decent time of it until it asked me to do the maglev stuff, and I couldn't get it to work. I'm like, yeah. kind of have to hold the button and then just go into the rail thing but it's stupid yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, for me I used uh, the Logitech um, profiler program to emulate keyboard controls off my controller and that's the only reason I got to the racing parts <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so as far as the game itself goes um, it, it's the, the biggest thing that's going for it is the whole um, late 90s techno-futuristic um, theme. Um, even in the intervening years, there really wasn't another game that had this aesthetic in the extreme sports scene. Now, at least that I can think of. I mean, obviously there were other better racing games that had a um, 90s techno-aesthetic. I mean, some of the biggest names around in that field, F-Zero and Wipeout, come to mind. 
you know, but uh, as far as the Tony Hawk sets, not really. That being said, I'm like, I like, like, as far as if this game is for you, well, I suppose that depends on if you get your controller to work, because no, I, I will flat out re not recommend this game with a keyboard. It, it's just not built for it. it like, even if you can um, work around it, it just doesn't feel like it was ever built for a keyboard. No. Which it wasn't. It was obviously built for a Dreamcast controller. Right. And yeah, that, that's another thing. Um, th this is not a remastered game, as far as I can tell. Although, um, amusingly, the setting, the graphical settings can go up to 4K. Yeah. Actually, it has an option for 8K. Yeah, it's like... For whatever kind of monster you are who has an 8K display. Well, it's like, even if you have an 8K display, this is not the game you would want to do that. Mm -hmm. Because there's no getting around the fact that this looks like a 1999 Dreamcast game. I'm not just talking about the aesthetics. I'm talking about, you know, it, it looks, you know... I hope you like polygons. <laughs> it looks like an early 3D game. <laughs> It's like no amount of resolution is going to change that. You can get very, very sharp polygons. And sharp is the name of the game here because... <laughs> you could take a fucking eye out with these. Yeah, it's like everything looks, uh, looks, very, uh, looks very stabby. The girl I was playing as had ponytails that looked like you could use them potentially as a uh, industrial equipment in an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> what? It, it's like I can't say this is a terrible game, but I can also see why it, it never really registered among the Tony Hawk or the Dave Miras of the world. No. Honestly, I rate this entire the entire trick racing genre as like a sack of oranges out of ten. <laughs> I literally, it has no appeal to me. I'm terrible at it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, although the only thing that I, that's kind of cool about this to me, this is from Criterion Games, the original release. And yeah. they made the Burnout series, and I love that franchise. Yeah, although if you're looking for early hints of Burnout, you're not going to find it here. Uh, yeah. Like, Believe me, Burnout just conceptually is so fundamentally different than um, what, what what's going on in Trick Style, or really the entire like Tony Hawk genre, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like honestly, the, this you know this seems like a game of pretty average vintage from the time period um, that got resuscitated. Um, because you know, because of I'm not like I said I don't know what throwbacks criteria are for the order of releases. I'm going with it had a it had a um, existing PC version, so they could work off of that instead of say something like um, Extreme G3 or Vanishing Point, which you know that. There's no PC version, so that's going to take a lot more work. But I'm like, 
really, I'd rec uh, the most I would recommend out of this is if if you enjoy that uh, that late '90s um, techno post cyberpunk aesthetic. It's not cyberpunk; it's post cyberpunk. Although I kind of forget what the exact differences are. Cyberpunk is very specifically anti-corporate. Mm, Post-cyberpunk is not necessarily. Yeah, it's like this is definitely more post-cyberpunk because you're not fighting against an evil corporation. Like you're just an air, you're just a hoverboard user. You know. Like there isn't really that much of a plot to this game, is there? Um, no. I don't. No, th there is no plot to speak of. It's just. Yeah. You are a bunch of people racing each other. Like, I, I guess that's another thing to be thankful of. It's not one of these games that, you know, felt like... You're, it, you're not trying to save the world and or recover the last treasure of Babylon by racing. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's the future. You ride a hoverboard. You like to race other people. That's all you need for a fucking racing game. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, this is stuff. more of a novelty to look at than something you'd actually want to, you know, play for hours on end. Yeah. Um, so, um, final assessment is the price. Uh, um, Trick Style comes in at uh, $6.99. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that's about where I'd place yeah. it. Now, in terms of... I wouldn't pay any more than that, that's for sure. No, I, I wouldn't either. I mean, personally, I'd probably... Like, if I could get it to work, maybe not more than five bucks. But let me just see how much a physical version is going for. Probably a lot. Well, it depends with Genesis games. Some of them are like, oh my god, and some of them are like, really cheap. Yeah, I'm like... Um... Let's see. Which one is it? Crick style. Uh, no, the, what, what's the ridiculously expensive RPG? Uh, Power Stone? No. It was Power Stone. Or at least Power Stone I mean, is Power one of them. Power Stone may also be... Power Stone, I think, would be actually expensive because that game is actually in demand. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't see Trick Style being that expensive. All right, yeah, here we go. Trick Style, Sega Dreamcast, nineteen ninety nine complete, four forty nine, four ninety nine, four fifty, four ninety nine, five ninety nine, eight ninety nine. Like, so that um, also. Like, yeah. Okay, it looks like the PC version is a bit more expensive. Like, um. Here's but you also don't need to have a Dreamcast. Yeah, so. you need a functional Dreamcast. Yeah. I think I was thinking of Suikoden 2. Yeah. It's like, no, the, the um, physical Dreamcast version you can get for about five bucks here. Like, keep in mind, that's the... Uh, that's um, the physical Dreamcast version. The PC version is uh, looks to be a lot rarer. And you're paying double digits for that, so mm. yeah. Given the given that set, um, if you're picking it up for the PC, pick this version up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Especially because you won't be able to um, run the PC version that you get off eBay on a modern PC, most likely. True, but you might be able to do the Sega Dreamcast version. You know, there are Dreamcast simulators out there. Right, so final thoughts on Trick Style. I will reiterate Bag of Oranges out of ten. <laughs> It's, it's it's something if, that's if a decent look. Like if you like stunt racing and polygons and don't mind having a hard time maybe getting your controller to work, then it's not a bad game. It's not abhorrent, but it's still not something super great I'd be playing for days and days. It's mediocre at best. I would only recommend it if you're looking for the nostalgia of a game from this time, and if you can get the controller work, it might be alright. Yeah. <laughs> alright, um, so that'll about do it for Trick Style. Um, be sure to tune in next for our review of Formulate. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.